0: But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not, hence the name The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everybody. Dan Elbert here, back again for another episode of the Burt. Ernie show, all about getting God's promises into God's people cuz that's where they belong. And I'm um, encouraging you, hopefully encouraging you to believe them because they're true, not just in general and not for everybody else and not for down the road. They are true for you right here and right now. How y'all doing? How you doing? Like I hope terrific or like really terrific blessed, super blessed, not just kind of sort of blessed, but like your socks flew off your feet kind of blessed. That is what I have been praying. Those sized blessings over you. Um, right now, whoever's listening, just know that I prayed for all the listeners to be blessed, like big, 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 beautiful blessings that you would know were from God. And he can do that my God, your God, he is more than able to answer that big of a prayer and specifically detail it to each and every one of you at the exact time that you're listening, whether it's, you know, the day that this episode drops or um, six years down the road. So isn't that cool? Isn't that good to know? Okay, so today we're going to look at a couple of verses from Hebrews. So we're in the New Testament, and I'm also going to share a little info about a really special book that I have been reading. Um, You know, I share about things regularly here on the podcast um, and on my Instagram more often about like books I'm reading and things like that. So uh, often, often um, when I share about a book I'm reading, like here, I may just quote somebody or I may um, just briefly mention it or put something in my show notes. Instagram, I probably do a little bit more focus just on the book kind of a post. But, um, you know, I read a lot a lot. And right now I have, I don't know, something like 33 books on my nightstand that I'm like currently actively reading. And trust me, that's just a sampling of the books that I actually have. Um, yeah. So when I share about books on Instagram, I really am reading them. Like ones that I've only read a few pages in, I'm not sharing about those books that I want to read or that I purchased and haven't gotten to yet. That's not what I'm sharing about. If I'm sharing about a book I have totally read it or am most of the way through it. I'm actually reading it. Um, if there, You know, there are a lot of books that I start and I read a few pages and I don't keep reading. So, you know, reading a book all the way through one time should really only happen if it's a book I would like to read twice or more than twice. Yeah, think about that for a second and and tell me if it makes any sense or if I'm the only one that feels that way. Um, I think if you think about it, though, you'll find it to be true. I think it was Charlotte Mason. She was, um, you may not know who she was if you're outside of the homeschool world, but she said, if a book is worth reading once, it should be worth reading twice and that's true. Otherwise, you're kind of wasting your time. Okay, so I'm going to share a bit today about a book that I've been reading as I've been on the launch team, super blessed. It's been fantastic. Um, and it's been, it's really been a great experience, actually. And that's not always the case. It, it's, uh, this is the second launch team in about a year that I've been a part of that's been fantastic. So uh, oh, that's a rarity. And I don't do many launches anymore, in case you know, like, I just don't, I don't review products or curriculum or anything anymore. I used to do a ton of that. So if I talk about it, all that that to say if I talked about it's selective, I don't get anything if you buy the book, I don't get one red cent, nothing. So it's not about me, it really is about um, this is fit in with the freedom that I want people to have in Jesus, and this book does. So that's why I'm going to share about it, you know. And it's like when I do share about something or join a team, it's a prayed through selective process. I want that to be true for you too. When you agree to something, be selective. Pray through it before you just accept and say yes or jump right in. Okay, so um, this book, though, it doesn't disappoint. It don't disappoint. No way. No how. No disappointment. It's just not there. Okay, you know, um, it's interesting to. Okay, I'm just going to say this one last thing about the book before we jump into Hebrews, and then I'm going to go back about the book at the end of the tail end. But, you know, when the author. Um, I follow her on social media. I love her books. I've done her Bible studies that kind of her small groups that go with her books. So when she started writing this book, started the process, like God put it on her heart and started the process. It was like a couple years ago, right? It was way before lockdowns, before COVID. Um, And then she's been working on like the back end, so to speak, aspects of the book, Um, edits and picking covers and promotion, all that, Um, I guess, during the last year and and then change and then it just released. So all of that stuff she did during lockdowns. So, but she started way before lockdowns. Couldn't even have come up with this. I mean, you couldn't have dreamed it in your wildest dreams. Everything that has happened in our world. So, and now she's releasing this book, and it's called "Growing Slow." And so, here's this book, "Growing Slow," releasing just as things are really opening up again for us in the in the United States, anyway. Not in the UK, I know, not in um, not really in Ireland, Canada, those places. Um, but here. Things are opening up again, and boom, right now is when God had pre planned for this book to come out. God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect, and it's going to be perfect for your life too. I need you to know that this author is not Jennifer Dukesley. She's not an exception to a rule. Listen, God's timing was perfect. He had her writing a book way back then for what was going to be needed right now, that right now as we start to have the opportunity kind of, you know, we're gaining momentum and we can fill up our calendars again and you can't fill up your car again, maybe right now if you're dealing with the gas shortage, but you can fill up your calendar again, you know, go, go, go and do all of the things. And then boom, here lands this book prepared in advance to remind us to kind of hold up, wait a second, take some time to be really intentional, to be intentionally slow. We've had this time of slowing down. We should listen to the message that God put on her heart for us to be released right now. You see what he did there way before this happened? We couldn't even have imagined it. He put the message on her heart got it all ready to go and now here it is for us to look at as we have the opportunity to just uh, go crazy again with our schedules or we can really say you know there are some things from the slowdowns or the lockdowns that I want to hang on to that I want to keep this book will help you with that and so that's why um gosh I'm so passionate about it it totally fits with my message and my heart that is on this show so okay um Keep, don't lose your blessings. You've heard me say that before. The blessings you got in the slowness of 2020, don't lose them. The relational blessings, just the things, the slower pace. How many people have I heard say, oh my goodness, I didn't even think I was busy and um, I was kind of killing myself, burning the candle at both ends. That can stay changed. I believe that's God's will. So let's grab hold of that. So it's a timely book. Yep. And for me, when I write um, like a magazine article or a book or a blog post, or I, I remember the Lord laying on my heart telling me that what I write to write gentle and to write hope and to write freedom. Yes, freedom, of course, because, you know, it's for freedom then that Christ has set you free. Do not be burdened again by yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. Uh, and that when I write, he wants me to write um, his words, his thoughts, his heart because I'm writing for what's around the corner. Right now I'm writing and you're not reading it until around the corner. She wrote this book for what's around the corner. It's terrific. So, okay. So here we are. We just rounded that corner. What are we going to do with what we've learned and what will, um, let me put it this way. Will our change keep us changed? The change we all went through forcibly. Will our change keep us changed? All right. Now, Hebrews, we're going to look at Hebrews. I am, surprise, surprise, referencing the Amplified Bible today. Hebrews 3, uh, verses 12 and 13. Okay, here's what it says in the Amplified. Hebrews three twelve and 13. Take care, brothers and sisters, that there not be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart, which refuses to trust and rely on the Lord, a heart that turns away from the living God, but continually encourage one another every day as long as it is called today. And there is an opportunity so that none of you will be hardened into settled rebellion by the deceitfulness of sin, its cleverness, delusive glamour, and sophistication. Yeah, there's a lot there. Okay, all right. Well, y'all know we got to be about finding and believing and appropriating the promise that God has for us here uh, or it wouldn't be the Burt and Adderney show, right? So what do these verses from Hebrews promise us exactly? If you, if I, if we will take care, like really be careful to take the time to take care, because if you're going to really take care, give care, like have care be the main thing that you're focused on, you're going to have to take time to take care. If we will do that, if we will really be careful and take the time to take care, um, And what are we taking care of that we're, we're, we're taking care that in none of us is a wicked, unbelieving heart. Yeah, we're going to come back to that in a second, those two words, wicked and unbelieving. But instead, we will encourage one another. How much encouraging are we to be doing? It says continually, guys, for real, continually and every day, as long as there is an opportunity. And let me tell you, There is always, always an opportunity, always. Uh, You leave a comment on somebody's post, you send somebody a quick text, um, you know, share about their awesome big moment on your social media, be right in there with them as they do life, the hard stuff, the big wins, right? Both the big wins and the hard stuff and just encourage them continually. You and I have this opportunity every single day in the drive-thru, at the public library, when your husband comes home from work hey you know um i have sort of a newish friend in the conference speaking homeschool christian ministry world she lives in another country um you know we kind of speak we've met and know each other like we minister to women and families and that's um you know that's the world i know her from and she has an audience of like 65,000 people and uh, i have like um oh gosh seriously what what's an audience huh but you know when i take the time to just encourage her and I mean it when I do it. I mean it. I adore her love for Jesus and her work for the Lord. And uh, she's just she's just there pulling for the Big C Church, like the whole world Global Church. You know, I love her heart, and I grab every opportunity I can to just encourage her. You know what? She responds every time. She has a huge audience. She doesn't have a ton of time to respond, but she responds every time. Why is that? Um. Does she respond because I'm seeking a response? No, I am not seeking her response. I want to encourage her. I take every opportunity to do that. She responds because she knows I really mean it. Like if I say I'll pray, I'm going to pray. That means so much to people. And, you know, we can all do that. According to this verse, in fact, we should be doing that. Um, I have another friend that somebody I know from high school that I haven't seen in forever. And she recently messaged me to see if I would be coming back for the um, our 30th reunion was last year, shut down because of COVID. So they're kind of doing a revamp and I'm not going to be there. And she said, I, something popped up in my memories recently and my social media on Facebook. And I saw that you had encouraged me. It said something really nice. I don't remember what it was, but it was so great. You know what? You want people to say that about you to think she encouraged me, um, and then to go one step further and why she's so encouraging because she loves Jesus. So we need to do that. This verse is telling us we should be doing that. So what's the promise? Okay. Well, the promise is that when we do that, that work of encouraging, continually encouraging one another, that we will not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's actually a huge promise. Think about it. That's a big deal. Um, You know, I have kind of like all the feels and all the words about this, and I don't want to miss any of this by rabbit trailing. So, um, probably will. You know how I am. But I just, Lord, show me what to say and in what order to say it and to say it with care. Thank you, Jesus. Now, right where it says um, to take care that we don't have a wicked, unbelieving heart, that's important. What does wicked mean? Uh, You know, hey, it can mean all those things that we think of when we hear the word wicked, right? Not the play, but every other thing that we think of when we hear wicked, not the Broadway play. It can also be things that seem small in our own eyes, but to the Lord, they can be just downright wicked. Wicked covers a lot of ground. And what about that word unbelieving? You know, I really do feel, I really do feel like I am in the freedom in Jesus business. Like I'm just sharing that and throwing the truth, the hope of that around like confetti, hopefully as much as I can all day, every day. That's truly, that's my jam, you know? And so I see those words an unbelieving heart. And I kind of just like wince on the inside. It's, it comes at us so often, it takes root so easily, this thing, this unbelieving heart. But whatever we're not believing God for, right there, that exact point of whatever it is that we are not believing God for, that is where we're missing out. We lose out on his promises and his peace and even his grace. Even his grace when we are overcome, with an unbelieving heart, this is not, this is not what you appear to be at small group. Like, I mean, appearances, I'm not talking about the appearance that you're giving off, um, or your social media or whatever. This is what's in your heart. Always keep your heart soft toward the Holy Spirit. And that's not tricky. It's not complicated. It can really be as simple as praying and asking that the spirit of the living God that indwells you will keep your heart soft and tender and pliable and not let it harden. Then you just pray like that again tomorrow, and then the next day, and so on, et cetera. He is so faithful. He loves to answer. He loves to answer that prayer. Okay, so the Amplified, it gives us that extra info about an unbelieving heart, and it says this, uh, that it, re- it refuses to rely on or trust the Lord. Well, huh, hmm, that's awfully familiar sounding, you know? Like, ooh, I've been there. A lot. Have you? An unhardened heart trusts the Lord and relies on him. Rather than refusing to rely on him, it chooses. It just chooses to rely on the Lord over and over and over and over again. Simple? aha, uh-huh, Yeah. Hard? Also, aha, uh-huh, Yeah. <laughs> Look, then it goes on to give us a bit more detail. And all the deeds are here. You know, they're all here, aren't they? A hardened heart will turn away from the living God. Hardened heart will turn away from the living God. Turn to what? Well, to something dead. If we're turning away from the living God, then the only thing we're turning toward is something that's basically dead. That's the only other option available to us. if I'm just totally frank and brutally honest with you. Okay, but the hope here and the promise here are so worth the the heart work, not hard work, the heart, H-E-A-R-T work, the heart work, because our God is so good. He always blesses exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what we could think or ask or imagine, and he's not going to stop doing that, not anytime soon, no, not ever. You go on and continually at every opportunity, as long as it it is still today, as long as it's still a day in which you are alive and drawing breath on this here planet, you go on and encourage others. Everybody, everybody, of course, but super specifically the Christians, okay? That's what this verse is saying. Yep, you need to be about the work of encouraging everybody around you continually, but hone in on the Christians. Don't just use up all of your encouragement, which will never be used up if you're drawing from the Lord's well. It never runs dry, right? His bank, those checks always keep clearing. So he has ample encouragement for you to encourage others with, but don't use it all up on the lost around you or the stranger far away from you, and your family, and your church family, and your, your Christian friends are the ones you gripe to, complain about your husband, you know, I can get real with them. You sure can, and you can also get to be a real drag with them. So uh, just a little FYI in case um, you need a little truth. See, God told me to write gentle, but he never really said, Jan, on your podcast, speak gently. And I, I try to kind of rein it in, but um, something's just got to be said. Like, use your encouragement for everyone, and specifically for Christians, because that's who this is written to. It's talking to Christians, encouraging one another to just keep on keeping on with Jesus until the very end. That's important. We need to be encouraged in that. Uh, We're not living in sunshiny perfect days, right? If you are, I don't know what planet you're on, quite frankly. So we need to be about doing that. Don't use it all up somewhere else and not have any for your brethren in the Lord your sisters in the Lord. Brethren is a word. Sisteren, that's not a word, is it? Okay. I don't know. I just thought of that. Brethren, sisteren. Okay. So um, look, we need it. We need it. This isn't a want. It's a need. I don't think that I even need to tell you why we need it in exact detail. I don't need to hit on any hot button type subjects of the day. You know, what's on the news or what? I don't need to. You already know. So you just go and do that one thing. Encourage one another continually, and you will not be hardened into settled rebellion. Oh my goodness, that's just almost too awful to think about. Settled rebellion? Hardened into settled rebellion? Oh my goodness, yikes. Uh, You know, and, and those people that you're sharing with, that you're encouraging... They are not going to be hardened into settle, settled rebellion either. This is like a double size, double portion promise. It's 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 awesome. So think about the Christmas story here, right? They're not going to be settled into rebellion either. Well, I'm not colorblind either. Well, I'm not hardened either, right? Really think about it. Whatever it takes. If it's a movie quote to make this stick, um, you know, do something to make this stick that you will... That what I want to stick, what God wants to stick, is that you're going to be about the work of encouraging one another continually, because it's important. That's why it's in God's word. It's why He says to do this exact thing. So these verses, they're gonna, they tell us the truth that sin is deceitful, right? And we need to stop forgetting that sin is deceitful. Sin is clever. Sin has a unique, delusive glamour. It's literally so glamorous that it's delusional. And it leaves its victim, its prey, delusional. Yeah. So we don't want nothing at all to do with that. Am I right? It even goes on to say that sin is sophisticated. Wow. It's cultured and it's wise to the ways of the world and it's elegant and it's refined and it will come at us like a lady or like a gentleman, not just like a a ruffian or what they used to call street urchins. Okay. But you know, boy, oh boy, do I ever want that promise? for each and every one of you, for like the whole lot of us, the promise that all those things I just mentioned, they will not, will not happen to you or to me just by means of us encouraging one another continually. I love this. Happy, joyful, optimistic people are encouraging people. They love others well by means of that encouraging that they do. That's, you know, plain and simple. Want to be happier? Try this. You want to be done with that hardened heart? Try this; it works. It, it literally works wonders. Okay, so, um, that's from Hebrews. I don't know. I hope that gets you excited. Hebrews uh, three verses twelve and thirteen from the Amplified. And now I'm going to read some of the book review that I wrote about Jennifer Dukesley's new book, Growing Slow. Um, and it does have a Bible study available that I think would be really great for a small group. I may um, kind of go through it in my online prayer group possibly. So we'll see. I'm going to see what the ladies think about that, but I would love to do it. Okay. So here's what I said. If you've been to my website and you've taken a little look-see under the favorites tab, then you already know Jennifer Dukesley has made my very short shortlist. And that is kind of a big deal, since I'm an avid reader and a complete bookaholic. I'm usually reading dozens of books at any one time, with a current nightstand stack totaling 33 books. To have an author make the cut and land among my favorites, well, that's one special author. And Jennifer's newest book, Growing Slow, is one special book. Let me start by saying that if you are part of the Go Girl Go, Hustle, and Don't You Dare Let Off the Gas Culture, this book could very well be the ideal book for you right now in this exact place. You may have a deep need for this book's content content in a myriad of ways that you are not the slightest bit aware of. I speak truth, my friend. Often our greatest needs are the ones we don't know are there, lurking just under the surface and holding the most potential for harm. If you are a go getem type of gal, give this book a chance. It may change your life, and I'm not really exaggerating. This is a life change type of book. But if you're more of a slow down and enjoy the moment type of woman, well, then the book Growing Slow will be like a supportive friend. You know the one, she's always there, fully in your corner, ready to reaffirm what you already know, but may sort of wonder about from time to time. Everybody needs a friend like that, or a book like that. I could share a whole slew of quotes and inundate you with Jennifer's words and there wouldn't be a single thing in the world wrong with that. But I feel a need to share something more personal with you, the why behind my passion for this book. I've got some health problems. One in particular looms far larger than all the others combined. Um, my diagnosis of heart failure that is tricky and difficult to treat with a focus on quality of life Yeah, that's not what a type A always working and doing and excited about the next phase of life lady expected or wanted to hear. And so my good and loving God has been speaking to my heart, my spiritual heart, as well as my physical heart about slowing down, taking it day by day, enjoying each moment, letting the little things in life become the big things and to stop worrying about and working toward growth. Along comes this book Growing Slow by one of my all-time favorite writers, and it's at that exact intersection where I'm fighting this forced slowdown in my life while also trying really hard to submit all the things to the Lord. And so, yeah, this book, this book means quite a lot to me right now. Probably more than I could express in just words. My heart is so grateful to be in this place right now. So thankful for this book right now. And if your heart could use some of the same stuff today, then just grab a copy of Growing Slow. It's going on my nightstand and on my website under favorites, right where it belongs. Okay, so that was my, uh, my review that I shared on some different um, outlets like Amazon and the like. So, okay, that's it for this episode, number 63 of the Burt Not Ernie show. It's in the books. Now we're done next time 64, you are a blessing to me. Every download, every comment, every time I hear from somebody who listens, that's a blessing. Uh, that's you doing this this verse, these verses to me, like you encouraging me continually. That's really, quite frankly, the, one of the greatest ways God gives me encouragement on a weekly and a regular basis. So um, I just want to take a moment and genuinely thank you And let you know it doesn't go in one ear and out the other. Not at all. It really doesn't. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Go do some encouraging, which will also be some heart softening, which will, of course, bless you in really remarkable and long-lasting ways. And I hope to see you, or um, I can't see you, but I hope to, you know what I mean, see you back here next week for Episode 64. You're welcome to find me on Instagram at Burt, or to join the free online prayer group. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just um, look up Praying Through the Storm online prayer retreat on Facebook, and you'll find us. Um, what you will find there would be like a total of 18 sessions on prayer from a couple of prayer retreats that happened, and you can watch those or listen to those at your leisure. It's not a spammy group, like 0%. It's a free group. It's just there to be a blessing. So you're welcome to join that. And I do want to encourage you to live believing today. God's promises are for you, and they're not going to fail, not a single one. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day, and remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.